In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I am Kimberly Lewis, your host, and my goal is to make you aware of the best leadership practices, leadership trends, and thoughts around leadership. We also talk about business issues that leaders need to be aware of in order to lead their business successfully in today's global marketplace. We have listeners from all over the globe, and today I'd like to especially welcome our listeners from the film industry capitals, because we're going to be talking about what leaders can learn from creative industries, such as yours, the film industry. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And today I'm broadcasting from Prague in the Czech Republic, and my guests will be calling in from Los Angeles. And what's this series about? Leadership Beyond Borders is about impact globalization is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we have talked about everything from business issues, such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations, to leadership issues, such as gender balance, generational management, to business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please download our series on iTunes, listen to us on Voice America Business, And when you listen to us, you can get great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from, stories that can motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even be the key to your success. I invite you to connect with me. Send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Tell me what you want to hear about. I'd love to hear from you, so please drop me a line. You can also download my personal podcast series on iTunes called Ponytail Talk, Global Advice from a Female CEO Pioneer. So reach out to me. I'm waiting to hear from you. If you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. So on to today's Sears episode. When we sit down and watch a film, we generally do not think about how it came together. We may look at the special effects. We may be in awe at the setting. You know, we may fall in love with actors or actresses, but we really do not think about what went on behind the scenes. And a lot goes on behind the scenes. And this activity takes a lot of leadership skills. As leaders, we should be thinking about how the team and its leaders manage this. How did these guys actually pull this film together? I think filmmaking is a really extraordinary feat, and we as leaders can learn a lot from it. It is like building a mini business, having a startup, finishing it, then moving on, selling it, and starting the next one. And first, creativity is at the core. Creativity is a core part of everything in a film, just like it would be in a startup. But the organizational management 
is also a core part. It is sometimes so complex and very often even more complex than small businesses. So how do they do it? Films by design are a product of many minds and energies, but once it airs, we really talk about those people who actually put it together. What happened to the producers and directors whose leadership skills made it happen? And what can we as leaders learn from this creative industry? Well, first, almost everything in the film, everyone and every in the film industry is an entrepreneur. So just think about it. Okay? It takes a lot of guts, a lot of persistence, and a lot of self-confidence to toss yourself into this industry. And once you get there, if you are on the producing or directing or casting end, you really need great leadership skills to be successful. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And my guest today is a pioneer a risk taker, an entrepreneur, and she's going to talk to us about what we can learn from this creative industry. Susan Johnston, known as Media Futurist, is the president of Select Services Films Incorporated, award meeting and award-winning production and casting company. She is also the founder director of New Media Film Festival in Los Angeles. As a kid, Susan was on the set of The First Great Gatsby, where she met Robert Redford. And from there, she worked on every production she could and started gathering experience in every department of filmmaking. Her first film, a 35-millimeter color film, Noir Short Room 32 won two prestigious awards and was requested by Spider-Man 3 for their production team. Susan founded uh, the critically acclaimed New Media Film Festival in 2009 to honor stories worth telling in the ever-changing landscape of new media. She is a pioneering new media producer and a member of the Academy of Television Arts and Scientists. Sciences. In 2012, LinkedIn announced Susan Johnston as one of the top 10% por- uh, profiles out of 20 million. And she is now working in Los Angeles to find new ways to integrate new media and film. So, welcome on the show, Susan. Hello, it's nice to be here. Thank you so much. Okay. Susan, as a pioneer and expert in the film industry, First, I'd like to, we want to learn about what our leaders can learn from this industry, this creative industry. But first, I'd like to hear a little bit about you. So what attracted you to the film industry, and um, did you always want to be involved in it? Well, I feel that um, I was always outgoing. I was always curious. I was always doing many things. And a lot of it dealt with being with people or trying to help people. So my parents got divorced when I was young, so I had two totally different ideal ideologies. My dad would drag me to work and actually put me to work, and he happened to be in the industry. And at that time, he was known as a jack-of-all-trades, so he would get hired for different positions. Um, and so at some point, you know, I would be doing a light show. I would be holding a tambourine and being on stage. He would put me in positions where he knew I'd stay out of trouble, so to speak. But I'd also have a function. And then my mom was the one who who sent me in a refining direction because I was I was I was more like a tomboy. So she sent me to charm school and she put me in beauty pageants and she took me to, you know, world class performances. 
And, you know, between the two, I found a mix of both worlds. So sure, I can, I can turn on the charm when I need to. And I'm so delighted to have those skills. But honestly, in the trenches, you know, you've got at least a minimum of 30 people around you and you cannot always be graceful. Um, you know, succinctness does not always come across as gracefulness. Um, short sentences may sound, uh, you know, directive, but they're more, um, we need to get this done now. And, and so it, it, that, that was a, you know, it was a wonderful experience by, you know, just by default. I, I was really fortunate in that way, but, you know, not in other ways. You know? yeah. So when you when uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this this whole management of this industry and what we can learn for it, but just a, a, a question: When you first saw this whole hustle and bustle, um, this complex world, what was your first impression as a child? Well, you know, I I love it. it it's like mass quantities of information. If 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 you, if you like a lot of different things going on. It's fascinating. It would be like watching if bees were painted different colors and you watch them fly around, you know, it would be a magical orchestration of color. And so that's to me what being thrown into crazy situations is. And, you know, it's it's kind of like, what if? What if this happens? What if that happens? And you just roll with it, you know? So. So after that, what made you actually, um, you know, a lot of people wander to the West Coast and wander to Hollywood as actors and actresses, but you went out there really with with producing and casting in your mind. So what made you um, pack your bags and go out there? You know, it's really funny. It was a timing thing. Um, for about five years, I was a liaison between the Providence Film Commission and the Rhode Island, well, with the Rhode Island Film Commission, and then one year on on the books getting paid with the Rhode Island Film Office. And there was a group of people. So remember, it always takes a team. You know, mm-hmm. it may seem that there's one person which is probably doing a million things, but those million things encompass, you know, lots of people helping. And so we would meet every week. No one even knew about this except, you know, obviously the inner circle. And there were so many wonderful things that came out of it that built the infrastructure that they still use today in Rhode Island. And our mayor got arrested. I mean, it's basically the bottom line. <laughs> he got arrested on, on I, it's called a RICO law. It's conspiring to conspire. You know, I never witnessed anything uh, bad. I, you know, I would go to visit, you know, construction sites and nursing homes and schools where good work was being done. You know, my responsibility was to know the entire city and how it worked. I met with police department and fire departments and, and, and you know, Everything from what I experienced was wonderful, so I can't I can't speak to that side of it um, of what went down there. But I do know that I was smart enough to realize that you know the world fell out underneath of that that political climate and just guilty by association, meaning you know no one was going to hire me because they couldn't mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just because you know you had to wait till the dust settled. And obviously he came back, he came out. Uh, he's passed away recently, um, you know, but, he, you know, he did well when he came out. The people love him. He did a lot for the city. Again, yeah. I don't know the other side. And so, listen, what do you do? You go, okay, yeah. I either build. Pack your bags. Build, yeah, pack my bags. <laughs> go, you know, go. So I was choosing mm-hmm. between New York and L.A. and, and London. And I had grown because I had grown in the theater world. But, you know, I had surpassed the theater world through the film offices 
So you're right. It was, you know, acting, producing, casting. Where do you go? As much as I love New York, I wanted film. I knew New York is theater. Good. So let's let's. That's a really really great story. And let let's talk a little bit about about what what you've learned. What our our leaders can learn from this industry. So when when I think about when I think about the film industry, I th- the first thing that comes to my mind is creativity. Um, that film industry is about creativity. I mean, I just your. Um, vision there of all the bees with different colors uh, flying around is is <laughs> to me that's very creative. Um, what what can leaders learn about creativity? Um, well, it's a great question because I moved to LA thinking it had a creative idea, and it does. But there's a there's a faction of it that likes to borrow other people's creative ideas and then push them in a direction as if they're their own. And it's very frustrating because that's not teamwork. That's not a win-win. It, you know, it defeats the larger good. Um, but I just want people to be aware that that's out there. So it all starts with a story, all mm-hmm. of it. And if the story isn't good, the people aren't going to rally around. No matter how much money, no how, many, how good the talent is, if the story isn't good, it's, it's not going to work. And, you know, it's, it's been proven time and time again. Um, so, so that's where yeah. I stay. I stay more in the intellectual property story world, and I merge the technology, which was a playground, you know, that I used to do um, when I first landed in L.A. I used to test, test systems for mm-hmm. Panasonic. So uh, if I look at that from a business point of view, really, uh, that's exactly what businesses and leaders need to learn about. I mean, it's about your product. It's about your service. And and you have to have a new market and you have to be creative. And it's all about the story you rolled around that product and service. So there really is some parallels between between what the creative industries do and what business does, if I'm hearing you. Well, I agree with you. I mean, I think your mandate, like our mandate is honoring stories worth telling. So mm-hmm. anything that comes across, and, and we're a global community, so we get, we get really out there ideas and implementations. But we ask, is this our core value? Is this mm-hmm. our core truth? Is this going to help move our core community to, you know, whatever you want to call it, a higher good, a higher playing field moving forward? Because collectively, you know, we need to grow and build and empower those that want to be part of new media. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so any sector of society or business would, would be that same. Yeah. So you really could parallel that because, I mean, if you think about startups and you think about entrepreneurs, um, there is a vision, there is, is you know, a, a path, um, the leaders want to follow their visions, and that's basically what you're doing in creative industries. It's just through a different media. Yeah, and, you know, passion. Passion, passion. is that idea, which is creativity that's implemented. Mm-hmm. So, pa- yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure these companies started with an idea that had a passion behind it, and then they gathered their crew and their team, which ended up helping them build their business. Well, that's the same thing we do with film, but honestly, it like last, you know... <laughs> Five, yeah. five to six weeks on a set to a year from pre to post production. Instead of five to six years. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, 
And well, we're, I, you talked a lot about teamwork, and we're gonna um, we're gonna take a short break, Susan. When we come back, I want to focus on this hustle and bustle, the organizations and the people in the film industry, and how they're managed, and what we can learn from these people who manage them. Um, I think that would be really interesting for the leaders that are listening to us. So, to our to our listeners, we're speaking with Susan Johnston, president of Select Films, Select Services Films, and founder director of the New Media Film Festival in Los Angeles. If you'd like to reach out to Susan, you can reach out to her on LinkedIn under Susan Johnston. You can reach out to her on Twitter under Susan on Johnston Susan, and you can reach out to her under the New Media FF, which would be Film Festival, also on Twitter. You also can find her on social media all over the place, okay? And I'm not going to list all the places, but just look up Susan Johnston and you will find her. And I am your host, Kimberly Lewis, CEO and Leadership and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders or go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And with that, we'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjoke All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjoke All at CIO Talk Network. How is your company's marketing plan? Could it use a little help? For most businesses, the answer is yes. Tune in each week to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Host Janet Kunst and her guests will show you how and where to bring your marketing to the next level. Each show will feature action strategies that you can implement right away and see results. We'll make this easy for you. Start by tuning in every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network.
You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. So welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders, the Voice America's business channel's new growing series about global leadership and business issues. I am your host, Kimberly Lewis, and you can reach out to me at leadershipbeyondborders.net. We are speaking with Susan Johnston, president of Select Services Films and founder and director of the New Media Film Festival in Los Angeles. So, Susan, um, we spoke a lot about your background and we, we started talking. We were, we were talking about parallels between the visions filmmakers have and the visions entrepreneurs or leaders have. And I just want to finish that thought now that we're back. Um, both leaders in businesses, as well as filmmakers, have to package and sell those visions. What are some tips from your side, from the film world, the, how you do that? Well, you know, I, I think every business culture has its own sort of way it works. So the way, the way New Media Film Festival works is it's based in experiences from life to date, always assessing metrics. And then you have to go, you know, who are you speaking to? Why are you doing this? What are you doing? And then, you know, how we wanted to run the festival wasn't in place yet. Like, the systems didn't work. So, so you know, because of, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty decent with manipulating technology, that's what I did. It was exhausting. So, you know, maybe five years after we started, other companies, startups, business people, created these systems because they had a vision that, hey, other businesses may need this. And so we did. We bought, we bought that software or, you know, the, the monthly subscriber thing to, to make our lives easier. So I think you need to know who you're speaking to. How should you speak to them? And, and I personally feel, speak everywhere. I mean, I go back to Shakespearean days, like when, when they would tell their stories, they would tell them wherever they roamed. So, for example, when I travel the world, I take these postcards that say New Media Film Festival. I put them in, um, you know, when it is and where it is. And I put them in coffee shops or anywhere where I see other people putting flyers and whatnot. And it's funny, but I'll get someone to contact us from each country I visited. I even recently uh, was in the Czech Republic and I just got a fantastic submission from the Czech Republic that, you know, may, may be accepted because it's already, you know, gone through the process and gone to the next round. So I'll go back to who you're speaking to, why are you speaking to them? How do you want to speak to them, which has to match your core value, your core business culture, um, and, and how you live your life, because Mm -hmm. if it's not truthful, it's going to come across that way. And, you know, trial and error, if something isn't working, you know, pivot. Mm-hmm. I, I like I like the tip of of really speak to everybody. I think I think you know targeting your market, of course, is is extremely important, and and packaging your vision is extremely important. But once you've targeted that, get it out there because sometimes there's markets that you really don't even know might be acceptable to your products. And your product, your main product right now, also is the new media film festival in Los Angeles. And I've watched you doing this, and I and I think it's brilliant. So congratulations on that. And a great tip, a great tip to our the leaders who are listening. Um, I'd like to I'd like to move on a little bit about the ma- actual management because you you said a little bit earlier. You know this is about five weeks, and film units are temporary creative systems and temporary organizations. Um, they have 
they have a lot in common with consulting teams or task forces or short-term task forces. So how, how do you approach managing them in, the, in, in creative industries? Is there any trick to managing these short-term projects? So, so there's sort of, there, there is sort of a, a template that's invisible, right? Um, and you kind of figure it out, for, again, for your style, for your business culture. So when I did my very first film, what I did was I sat and I looked at the end title credits and I said, okay, who, what departments did they have? And, and then it gave me a broad spectrum of how that particular film, which I admired, um, worked. And I could learn, you know, what I needed, what I didn't need. But then you have to seek like-minded individuals. And that's kind of hard to do because some people are really good about selling themselves, but they don't deliver. And then what do you have? You have zero. (laughs) (laughs) You probably have less than zero because they have sucked time out of your life. And everything you do on set is time equals money equals energy. So the Mm -hmm. first way I approach managing is I approach safety first, Mm -hmm. right? Is this person going to come in and bulldoze? Are they going to follow? You know, because there are ways to cut corners, but there are ways to cut corners that, that, that aren't healthy for, you know, a safety of a set. Something as simple as, you know, there's a, I don't even know the name of it, but it's a black plastic strip that has two sides that go over cords, right? Mm-hmm. Well, right. if you don't have that in a certain area, people can trip on a cord. Sounds silly, right? But guess what? Mm-hmm. If you're on a walkie and someone goes, you know, I need you now, boom, you're there. You're not looking to see if there's, I mean, you may not even see because it may be nighttime and it's dark. So simple little things like that. And again, best business practices, there are still accidents. So that's why I go with safety first. Who is this person? What's their history? Who recommended them? Uh, Are they in this for the money? Because if they're in this for the money, it's probably a losing situation anyways. I've, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I've seen, you know, I've seen films where, you know, maybe half the budget went to the talent and I get it. I get that you need good talent, but half the budget going to the talent, that's a red flag. And Mm -hmm. if that talent isn't lovely to work with, which a lot of them are, but there are those that aren't, you know, it's going to be a nightmare on set. So the good news is, is the casting side of my company gives me those psychological profiles into, are they going to be a nightmare on set? And, mm-hmm. you know, there's little things that you can figure it out. So uh, that's, a, some, that's a good start. Yeah, that, that's interesting because I, I, what you just said about are they in it for the money or are they in it because they want to be in it is, is something that's, that also parallels to some of the discussions we've had in, in Leadership Beyond Borders over the last couple of weeks about millennials because millennials are, are very much more into the experience and um, that's a really nice parallel that our leaders can bring. If, if um, For those of you who's listened to our series on millennials, you should listen to it because it's not just about the money anymore. Um, and years ago, it was about the money. So, you know, you're picking people because of more of their passion and their interest is what I'm hearing. Well, I actually, it's really <laughs> funny that you said that because I actually asked them, what's your heart's desire? Mm-hmm. And okay. I'll hear if we're on the same path or not, or I'll throw them into things and I'll, I'll tell them, I'll say, well, this is all I have, but I'm going to tell you why I'm going to give you these select things and how it's going to benefit your career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they're open-minded enough, then they're going to understand that they learned all these schools. Remember, I came from a school of, I'm being thrown into the lion's den and my dad would say, you'll figure it out. 
And I did because I had to. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. yeah. So, so the good news is, is on the flip of that, I go, what do you want? Okay, this is what I have, but I'm going to throw you into it. So you will learn these skills that will help you over there where I, I don't have, have anything for you right now. Does Wait, that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And it's a great pitch. And it's what we're hearing is what we're hearing about the new generation of workers out there. Uh, if I parallel to this to business again, um, that that's what they want to hear about. So let me ask you. So once you, you go through this process, which is kind of, I mean, I, the casting process is like a job interview process. If you parallel that again, okay, you know, you apply, you're doing casting, you're getting your team together. So now how do you get that team to work now? Because you're on a short term project. How, is there anything special you do to pull that team together and get them to deliver? Ooh, um, <laughs> so you have, in your best case scenario, you've chosen the right people and they show up and they do the work they said they're going to do. You need positive people on set. I mean, I remember my first, my first film on craft services. I wrote, I love you, <laughs> you know, and then I wrote my name. Come, you know, come find me if, if you're having an issue. Um, it's and just, what about, it ha- yeah, it has to be, there has to be joy because, it, be I joy. mean, you're on the set 12 to 16 hours. There was one day I was on set 22 hours. It was only because it was the last day. We had a meeting. We all agreed to do with it. You know, nobody was going to, you know, drive home, not sleeping. Everybody took naps, all that good stuff. But that's a 22 hour day. You better damn well like the person you're sitting next to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right, right. And and let me ask you about the supporting people, because in, in business organizations, a lot of times um, the supporting people in a team kind of get ignored, okay? Um, very often they're unrecognized, they complain that they're not getting the information cascaded, uh, but it seems to me in the, in when I look at the film industry, one of the things we can learn from the film industry is is inclusivity, how you include everybody in it. Do you, do you have any comments on inclusivity and, and real teamwork with everybody? So one thing that came to mind is there was a film I was working on that I wasn't a producer. I was a casting director on it. And I made a deal that um, the extras had to get fed the same as everyone else because I kept seeing with this production company that they weren't. So it was in my contract. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know what other casting director does that for their talent, but I was like, okay. And so I went down to set one day and it, it wasn't happening. And so I basically said, you either have to honor this or you're not getting any talent tomorrow. And I'm not being, you know, I'm not being, I, I'm just being fair. Well, when, when people see someone coming from fairness and actually following what we had all agreed upon, who can argue with that? Mm-hmm. But I also want to switch it. I want to switch it to, you know, I've been a PA. I've been craft services. I've been Dolly Grip, Best Boy, Focus Puller. You know, I've done pretty much every position on set. I was props once. It was hilarious, the things I had to find. It was hilarious. But I'm just saying, seriously. But anyways, um, what I'm trying to say is, you as that person in that position, don't come in there with an attitude like, okay, look at me, or you're not hearing me, or I deserve to be in a better position. Do you know what? Every single position on that set is equally as important to every other one. Mm-hmm. Done. It's that yep. simple. So if you come in there thinking you're less than or you're not being treated as, you've already got an attitude. I mean, I'm female. I look very American. I travel around the world. 
trust me, I know like dirty looks and, <laughs> you know, you shouldn't yeah. be doing this because you're female or you shouldn't be here because you're an American. And I'm like, I'm human, yeah. you know, so we're all human. We're supposed to all be on this set because we believe in the story, right? We all signed up with the terms that we signed up with. So I basically say, I, you know, you need to sort of train your mouth not to open and complain, but have your brain go, what can I do to help this situation so I get the most I can learn out of yeah. today? but yet get what needs to get done because you know what? I don't know what's going on in their life right now. Maybe right. I think he insulted me, but maybe he ran over his dog this morning. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And I think, I think your point is that every, and I mean, every position is, is really important and contributes to it. And, and we as leaders also have to remember, you know, we should try to do some of these positions from time to time, you know, see what it's like to, to sit there. And I remember one position I had when I first opened an office in Europe, um, in Eastern Europe and, you know, right when the wall came down, we had to actually go cleaning toilets and we had one telephone for 30 people. So, uh, Wow. Um, you know, that's it. It's just to remember those things. So that's great. Um, Susan, we're going to take another short break here. And when we come back, I, I want to continue this discussion a little bit, but I want to, I want to talk about crisis management and recognition, because those are two things that are, we can learn from the film industry. Um, recognition, of course, in the, your industry is, is really important. And I think we do too little of it in business and crisis management is also very really important and you guys are just really good at that. So to our listeners, we are speaking with Susan Johnston, president of Select Services Films and founder and director of the New Media Film Festival in Los Angeles. You can find her on Facebook under Susan Johnston LA. You can find her on Instagram under New Media Film and on Facebook also under New Media Film Festival. And you can find her almost on all social media. So you are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America Business. I am your host, Kimberly Lewis. Please contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or on LinkedIn at Leadership Beyond Borders, or on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And with that, we'll be right back. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you a business innovator, or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time. 
Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders, one of the Voice America's business channel's best series for learning about global leadership. We are speaking with Susan Johnston, president of Select Services Films and founder director of New Media Film Festival in Los Angeles. I am your host, Kimberly Lewis. So, so far, we've discussed what we can learn about management from the creative industries, such as the film industries. And I'd like to, to talk about two other facts that I think we can learn from the film industry. Um, one is deadlines because that is one thing you guys definitely have, um, a lot of deadlines, Susan. And then the other is crisis management and recognition, um, because they're all part of business no matter where you are. And in your industry, the stakes are quite high. So first, let's, let's talk about deadlines, because business in general is pretty bad at deadlines, but the, you guys have to be good at deadlines. Do you have any tricks on how you manage that? So... You know, deadlines are extremely important. They're also called deliverables that come with deadlines. So I need X, Y, and Z. Um, You know, some people innately have this. They have the ability to show up on time, do what they say they're going to do. It's just, it's something they're born with and, and yay for them. For those that don't, you have to find what works for you, um, you know, whether it's an alarm clock, you know, and an email and an Outlook calendar all synced, um, you know, it's mind over matter. But but I'm going to tell you something. If you don't meet deadlines, you die in, in the business because you don't deliver. And if you don't deliver, then people can't hire you. So you have to ask yourself what's holding you back from getting that, that deliverable. Now, in all fairness, you know, sitting in front of something and, and trying to force something to happen is probably 
just spinning wheels. So maybe you step away from it for 10 minutes and you go do something so randomly different. You know, go wash your car, go clean out your closet, go to the store and buy toothpaste. And then as you're doing whatever you're doing, that problem solving is going to work without you knowing it and then come back to it. But sometimes you just have to just do it. Maybe you write a list and you sit by it and you do it. I do it for newsletters. You know, yeah. I do it for the presentation I'm doing in Berlin next month on the future of media. I, I really don't want to sift through all this stuff again and go, what, what, what order, whatever. But I owe it. You know, maybe if we looked at it that if I, if I, if I deliver, then I help whatever I believe in. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. that makes me feel good about me. So maybe if that's an attitude people will take, maybe that'll help. So when, you, when you're looking at your team and you're putting team together, is this one of the things, you said some people are quite good at it and some people aren't good at it, okay? And is this one of the things you ask people about, about, you know, how they are with meeting deadlines? That would be the first part of my question. And then my second part of my question is, is to meet deadlines, it probably takes a a lot of work. You just mentioned that, you know, you had to be on the set 22 hours. When you're when you're talking and interviewing people for your team, do you bring that up? Do you, you know, in order to meet a deadline, they may have to be on the set 22 hours. How do you how do you approach that? So for me, I I look at behavior, and that's how I assess whether you know whether or not people can deliver it. Something as simple as if I said to you, I'm going to, you know, listen, I'll get back to you by tomorrow. If I don't get back to you by tomorrow, then okay, that's a little sort of red mark, right? Now, when you finally mm, do get back to me, you Absolutely. Know, maybe you said, I'm sorry, I was sick or whatever. But, but if you, it, it's very simple stuff that adds up. But if you can't show up for the meeting on time, if you can't notify me an hour before, sorry, stuck in traffic, 15 minutes, maybe late, you know, or on my way, um, it, it yeah. all starts there because if, mm-hmm. if that's where it's starting, trust me, it's going to get worse. <laughs> it's going to get worse, right, yeah. right. Yeah, that that's true. That's absolutely true. It's looking at the little things. And sometimes we as leaders get, get so involved in, in ourselves that we don't recognize these. But there are little indications all over the place if that you can learn, see if somebody is going to deliver or not deliver in the end. And um, that's that's a really good. Now I grant you, someone may be sick. Someone may have something yeah, going right. on in their life they don't want to share, and that's okay. We'll come back to you later when when life works out. But for this moment, for this project, I'm sorry, it's not working. Not working. You right. Know, we got to move on. And let me go to my next question was on crisis management because, um, I mean, that is I can imagine on the sets there's lots of crisis. <laughs> And there's, uh, what can what, what can we leaders learn from you guys in film industry about crisis management? Um, because when I've talked to people in the film industry, it sometimes it always seems there's one crisis after another. Well, I think you need to choose. So remember how we spoke earlier about you need to speak to everyone when we were talking about marketing and getting your message out there. Right. So in this situation, you need to choose who's the right person to talk to that person. So it may not always be me. And a lot of it's heart to heart. Um, there was one set, we were on a mountain. The wardrobe woman, for some reason, was messing up. I hired her. I fought for her. It was a mess. 
you know, I went into her room. I shut the door. I said, let's sit down and talk. I go, I hired you. My rear end's on the line. Don't worry about it. What do we need to get done? And how does it work? Show me what you got. And I ended up doing wardrobe with her that day. So it's so really approaching, I, it's I approaching and tackling the problem head on. Well, that's how I do it. But wait a minute. <laughs> not everybody can handle that. You well, know, I think not everyone can handle that. I see the elephant. I go talk to the elephant. I pet right. the elephant and I go, honey, we're going to get through this. You yeah. know, but other people go, oh, and they, you know, they, they pretend the elephant isn't there. So, yes, I tackle it head on. If I'm not the right person, I will go up to the person who I think they bonded with because everybody bonds with different people. Right. Um, and I'll go, would you do me a favor? Uh, you know, but I am often asked to go walk with the person. I just talk to them like a human being and I go, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And if they don't know, I'm not going to spend the time finding that I'm going to go. I go, how can I help you? We're just going to get this done. We'll figure this out, you know? So it's more, um, it's more focusing on resolution, uh, fo- focusing on problem solving than um, blame. Because you see, you see a lot of that in business, right? a lot of, you know, turning and looking the other way. Whose mistake was it? Um, um, who cares? Who's, who's, who yeah. cares whose mistake who cares? it is now? Right. But right now, right? Right, right now. Right. Because right, right now, right. I got to get the shot in the can because the sun is coming down. Like, right. I upset the props person one day because he wasn't moving fast enough and I took his unicorn and I climbed a ladder and handed it to the little girl who needed it and he was pissed and wouldn't talk to me for two days. I sent him a turtle on a card and I wrote him a handwritten letter and I said, I'm really, really sorry. My job was to get the shot. I got the shot. I'm sorry I touched a unicorn, violated a rule. I'm sorry I grounded myself. And then he started talking to me. <laughs> then he started talking to me. But I had to get what I had I had to get what I had to get done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, isn't that that's, that's I love the turtle on the card. Oh, I'm gonna use that one. That is great. <laughs> I could just I could just picture that. Okay. But I mean, isn't that isn't that what because you're dealing in such short term spaces? Isn't that something that's really you have to take? You know, you have to talk to the elephant. You have to, you know, get that out there. You have to talk to people. And I well, think I have to talk to the elephant. But right. not everybody can admit the elephant's there. So if I'm not the right person, I will find the yeah. right person to talk to the person who is right. definitely ignoring right. the elephant. But I, I think it's a great lesson for leaders because a lot of times in business it doesn't happen. But I, I that that's a really great tip, and I love the turtle card. I have to use that one. Well, so. I admitted it. I admitted <laughs> that I violated a rule. Yeah. I explained right. why. I knew it didn't matter to him. I apologized. Yeah. I grounded myself. Okay. And yeah. he forgave me. Yeah. So let's just, um, on the last thing that, that I think we as business, as business people can really learn from creative industries is recognition. Okay. Recognition praise. I mean, you know, we just had the Emmys. I mean, you guys are all full about that. And I mean, you, you know, you're great at recognition and, and, and you have the new film, the new media film festival. So talk to me a little bit about that, what that's about and about recognition in general. So, so, so we're a little bit different. Um, so if you go to newmediafilmfestival.com, you'll see that we are a global, we had like 34 countries this last year, lots of world premieres, lots of LA premieres. Um, the thing is, is that, so we honor story and I get that there's the Emmys and the PGA and all, all this other good stuff from the Oscars and they're all for their sectors, their genres, their format styles. So what we do is we honor story so you can be an Oscar winner or you could be a first-time filmmaker, and you're both on the same stage. Well, what does that say to the world? 
That says to the world that you know how to make story, that you chose the right team, that you chose the right story, that you implemented it the right way. You're you're part of 45,000 awards. You've Marvel, HBO, Emmys are part of the um, judges, uh, BMI, Grammys, because we have a music video category and music video opener, uh, sorry, a live music opener. So we encompass all areas of media. There's an international art exhibit, for example, Three artists that have exhibited in previous international art exhibits at the festival are now part of a global auction of art that is going to benefit a nonprofit for children with cancer, and that's teamed up, you know, with Art for Fantastic, Charity. Fantastic, yeah. Site. Yeah, so, yeah. but that's that. Then we've had, you know, we have people that are wise to utilize this this platform. So I'll give you an example there was one guy who brought four of his backers and to see an old project of his on the screen to show them that that got accepted, please fund this, and they did. Then Super. you have, right, then you have people yeah. that said, I won the 3D award, and he goes to Discovery, and he goes, so now will you sign the contract? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all those, all those things. And we give you so many opportunities just, like, just for submitting we look at you for opportunities that we ne- you may not fit for our festival, but maybe you fit somewhere else, and we'll send you in that direction. Yeah. So I think I think generally, I mean, that's great that that is it's it's such broad, and recognition really brings you, the way I look at it, recognition brings more creativity and more motivation, and um, I think that's one thing we can learn from your the creative world from the film world so that's super and um the the new film the new media film festival is when susan so june um 12th through 14th of 2018 but you can submit uh through april of you know of 2018 we've got time We've got categories. Okay. So so in closing, I just liked if you had one tip um, to talk to the leaders out there, just one kind of short tip for the leaders, what can what would be the one thing you could say we could learn from your from creative industries as business leaders? Well, uh, I I just quickly I want to just say I only ask people to do what I would do myself. Mm-hmm. that I generally try to approach someone when I feel it's a real win-win for both sides and that I'm prepared to fire someone and it's okay to say no. Yeah. Um, in the larger scope of things, we're only as strong as our weakest link and sometimes that weakest link could be ourselves and we need to do what we need to do to fix it, you know, whether that's a retreat or learning or, you know, whatever. Um, but just to be aware of that because it, it does take a village. Super. Well, thank you. That was really, really great. Thank and you. thank you for being on the show today. It was for fun. Yeah, we have been listening. We have been speaking with Susan Johnston, president of Select Services Films and founder and uh, director of the New Media Film Festival in Los Angeles, which will happen next June. And the best way to get a hold of uh, Susan is on newmediafilmfestival.com. Uh, you can reach her through her website, but she's all over social media so just put her in and that's johnston okay susan johnston put her in linkedin twitter instagram facebook and you will find her and uh, newmediafilmfestival.com is her website so thank you susan and 
Yeah. And in closing, I'd like to say sometimes as leaders, we have a hard time thinking outside the box. And we're often, we very often don't look outside our own industries. And I really think we should do that because we really can learn from other industries. We can learn a lot about management, about innovation. And there's one thing that we've learned. We've learned a few things today from the film industry, creativity, innovation, and management, and some great tips from Susan today. We can also learn a lot about leadership by listening to other people's experiences. And I'd like to invite you to listen to my private podcast series called Ponytail Talk, Global Advice from a Female CEO Pioneer. On my series, I talk about breaking the glass ceiling, preventing shatters and stone, and also talking about stone throwers and curveballs. I'm on Stitcher, iTunes, and Speaker. Once again, Leadership Beyond Borders is a program sponsored by Global Business Therapy and the Women's Leadership Academy 2020. Please get in touch with me for leadership training, systemic team coaching, motivational speaking, and executive coaching. If you'd like to contact me, Kimberly Lewis, please send me a mail at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or visit my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. I'm also available both in Europe and the United States for all my services. And I'm on social media pretty much all over the place, so reach out to me. So until next week, I'd like to leave you with my leadership word of the week, which I do every week. And my leadership word for today is creativity. And thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.